my supervisor is the most worthless person I've ever worked with. (laughs) (laughs) And then they give, there's a section for advice to management and it says, uh, this person wrote, when you need to make cuts, get rid of the fossils running the place first. Oh my goodness. Five people found this review helpful. (laughs) Click on those current employees. Yeah. More than hashtags. Come on. Come on. Yeah, more than hashtags. No, we won't forget uh-huh. what's working, what's trendy, and what's next. Yeah. With Adam Lidecker and Vincent Orlek. Every week, a new episode from News on the Net. Come on. Repping Arizona. I know just what you came for. For stories people might miss and fly under the radar. Yeah, more than hashtags. It's news and we're on it. Make sure that you subscribe and follow if you want it. Yeah, more than hashtags. I'm Adam Lidecker. And I'm Vincent Orlek. Welcome to More Than Hashtags. Moss de Hashtags. Oh, after... How was Halloween? Yeah, this is the post-Halloween. Yes, it is. Show. Oh, man. Halloween was good. Halloween was good. Uh, You didn't dress up like the Snap Hot Dog? No. I kind of fudged the whole costume thing. I pulled something out of the closet at the last minute that was... It was kind of weak. It wasn't anything spectacular. How about you? I fudged everything. I didn't yeah. dress up as anything. We spent so much time on our, our daughter's makeup. Uh, one was a Cinderella and one was Princess Poppy. Oh, we had a we had princess, yeah. Four-year-old. Nice. Four-year-old was a princess. Uh, good. No, and the neighborhood was popping. I think the economy is good based on the candy hall. And well, you said it was what, – what was, what was so spectacular? You showed me. And and dozens of houses gave out full size candy bars. Full size candy bars. What is the world coming to? That's well, Costco. People are shopping at Costco for their Halloween candy. Apparently, I don't know. And then there was that one guy who was a little creepy. <laughs> and we looked down as I left, and he had an ankle bracelet on. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, that's what that's that's a super cool way to spend that night of your house arrest indeed uh i I, just real quick to add to that i can tell you yeah we had a creepy house that's actually very close to our house i didn't realize um it was an older like grandma type woman that was a little creepy um got it on on video valentina seemed fine though yeah my 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 four-year-old seemed fine she had her her moomoo on the, the entrance to the house was a little spooky. It was dark and they had like ghosts and stuff hung up. It, it was a little spooky, but the person she wasn't that afraid of, but I can tell you, and I know for a fact our neighborhood was not the only one that had this. Cause I saw other places on Twitter, the whole, the, the whole, uh, red balloon. Oh yeah. Tied to the sewer. Great. Or coming out of the sewer was very popular this year. I am just so glad I didn't see a single clown because I can't deal. (laughs) Oh, speaking of that, uh, I did want to bring up with you because you, you mentioned that. Did you see the Burger King ad? No. So Burger King had this ad. um, (laughs) They had this, this this commercial. It's like a minute long commercial. It's basically a kid. He's, he gets on his bike and it's, it's kind of like a stranger things ish theme song music okay. playing behind him. Right. It's dark. And he's on his, like his dirt bike. He's pedaling around. He, he's going through the neighborhood. He passes someone walking and they're dressed like a kind of a creepy clown. And they look at him and he looks at them and then he keeps going a little further down the street, passes another kind of creepy looking clown that gives him like a dirty look. Then he starts passing more and more, and they start. I know where this is going. I think right. So, <laughs> so yes, this is a Burger King commercial. Yeah, right, right. Um, so there's all these clowns and things, and, and then all of a sudden, they cut, and there's like just clowns running behind him, almost like they're running after him. And he he bikes up. He gets to the Burger King, and. I forget if he unlocks the door like he's opening it or if he just gets to the door and they're all standing there looking at him. And it was for the premise was at Burger King, if you went into Burger King dressed like a clown, they were giving out free Whoppers to people dressed like clowns. 
Oh, okay. On on Halloween, <laughs> I, I think it was on Halloween. Oh. Um, but that was, it was, and it was like he yeah. was freaked out, but in, they're just trying to get a whopper. Well, in the last clown that they show, of course, is like this creepy looking Ronald McDonald. That's where I thought ish. You were going. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but that's what it was. It was Burger King kind of messing with McDonald's? Yeah, like the whole Wendy's, Wendy's Twitter beef. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah. Some people in our neighborhood went all out. They had. Uh, it was like what people do for Christmas, like go crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. They we had, have some of those people. It was like somebody had at least like twenty-five to thirty gravestones in their front yard that they hand, <laughs> hand, hand cut and hand painted. And I felt like I should have like stood there longer to appreciate them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hey, look, it it is tough because like after it's not like Christmas where you can leave the decorations up for a couple of weeks still. Really, you got to take them down. It is true. They got to come down. Yeah. Speaking, yeah. No, speaking of what? Speaking of of things that happened this past week. I have news. And I I know you do. You have, Trump you have roll, please. We'll, I, we'll insert it. I am proud to announce I joined a phenomenal company called Coplex as brand strategist. Adam so, got a job. Adam got a job. <laughs> no, great team. It just, it was a long process, but they were, um, I, I understand why they're very uh, particular about who they pick and they want to ensure the right culture. Yep. So essentially what Coplex does, uh, it is a startup that actually helps non-coding founders start successful software companies. So essentially like we're the development team um, from launch marketing to growth, um, everything. So if you're like the subject matter expert uh, or you've started companies in the past and sold them and now you want to do a startup, a software company. um, Yeah. They've done 250 startups and counting. Um, So the first half a week is in the bag and uh, pretty exciting. I've been working on four different startups to date and every, every day, every meeting, every hour is a different uh, company, a different task. And, and I love Experience. it. Yeah. So I love it. you're going to, we're going to update the show notes. Oh yes, we are. Starting uh, with this one. Right in my uh, wheelhouse, right in my yeah. wheelhouse. I'm an idea generator, business builder and, and the team's great. And uh, yeah, so maybe we'll do a, who knows, maybe we'll do a podcast in the future. But right now, we're doing more than hashtags, my friend. And uh, this past week, on my end, we had been kind of talking about podcasting it yourself, the workshop. Oh, yes. And uh, it, it happened. <laughs> it did happen. Uh, I, I, saw, I saw photos and tweets. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. I did not make it. I had an entirely sick family. Yeah, it was totally understandable. But it was a really good turnout, actually. I, it was, it was to be perfectly honest, it was better a better turnout than I thought it was going to be. Um, we had we had a good a good amount of people, and um, a lot of uh, the thing is, it was a lot of the, the the people that were there, presenting, speaking, what have you. It's it's this little community of people that have been podcasting for a very long time, like internet radio days. Mm-hmm. So not, so even oh, yeah. before they were podcasts, they were doing internet radio, which kind of led was this, was the step between terrestrial radio and even satellite radio and podcasting. Um, but there were some folks here that have, I mean, way more knowledge than I do. And unfortunately more than you, Adam, of course, um, but about podcasting because they they've literally been podcasting since iPods came out, which is where the, the term podcast comes from, uh, <laughs> and, and even before that. So it was interesting to hear kind of their takes on like the historic nature of, of what they do. And here's the thing: there's so many of of so many people out there. There's so we all know there's so many podcasts out there, right? how many podcasts are making money? Yeah. Next to none. The big names, right? The, the big production companies for sure that are doing it as a business. But, um, a lot of people are just, they're podcasting cause they love yeah. doing it like, like us. And that's you know? okay. It's totally okay. That's really, that's really the, the, the backbone of it. 
That's, that's, that's why you should do a podcast is because it shouldn't just be about, Hey, I want to help grow my business and promote my business. And it, there's, there's gotta be some sort of a, a, for lack of a better word, passion um, for sure. about what you do or some sort of topic. Like, you know, I want to do another podcast about something totally unrelated to work or social media or anything digital marketing or Talk whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, we know a couple of people that could do. I, I think I think my wife and and our friend Heather Dobson should do a taco podcast. I think they would they would crush it. Challenge accepted. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, so it was it was I, a great event. I mean, I think podcasting, like what you just said, is similar. Like, I on the weekends, I, we drive down this road, and there's this little lake down there, and I see people with these like RC boats. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but they're not making money doing that, right. but they love it. And now there may be races somewhere, some weekend. It's a hobby, but that's the thing. It's like they love it. It's community. It's why you do anything. So it's definitely mentality. Like when you go into it. Um, and I think maybe that's why people abandoned by episode seven <laughs> or anything else they abandoned. <laughs> yeah, it depends. I, cause I heard both sides of that story too. Like there's some of those folks that are like longtime veterans of, of podcasting or they've had multiple shows, sure, different, like different shows. And it's not that they go into these shows with a strategy per se. Yeah. They just, they have this love for, podcasting but also like a specific topic and yeah maybe it it only goes for seven shows or eight shows because that's all it had you know and it wasn't like they set out to do an eight show limited run they yeah. just they did it and then it was like uh if we do any more i mean there's really not anything else to talk about let's start another one so did you get your copy of uh autographed copy of podcasting for dummies i did I did uh, oh, snap. T. Martin and Chuck Tomasi, the authors, who I believe I've gotten word that they'll be releasing some of the the presentations um, audio wise on, um, I think on the website in in like podcast form. Cool. So I don't know if mine will be in there. I don't know because I saw what they were using the to record, and I don't. I wasn't like. I wasn't presenting or talking with the idea that it was going to be turned into a podcast. So we'll see. I don't know. I just want to know if uh, more than hashtags is going to make the next edition. Uh, well, more than hashtags got a mention right at the beginning of my talk uh, as one of the things that, that I'm involved in. I had to establish some sort of credibility. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, mentioned, I like, I like podcasts. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I like them a lot. I just really like podcasts, and uh, that's hey. why I'm up here talking to you. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm from Worcester. Joe from Worcester. Oh my gosh! And I like podcasts. <laughs> so yeah, so it was, it was, uh, it was good. And uh, our CJ, uh, our friend CJ, she was there. She's a, she's. I didn't oh, realize right. she, she's such a, a long time yeah. veteran podcaster. She had like a Star Trek podcast forever. I think it's still going. Maybe, um, but it was love long and prosper. Oh my god, it's awesome. Um, Shannon, our buddy Shannon Hernandez, showed up. Shannon and, uh, participated and and did some cool stuff. I even saw um, Mike Michael Hunter. I don't know if you know Michael, but anyway, getting off topic. Uh, but yeah, there was there was a bunch of people there that that were you, know, you are you are you are into podcasting. It's about community, so there you go. Yeah, it was really cool, really cool, and it was a, it was good. And I'm pretty sure they're gonna do something else again. So anyway, that's that's enough about podcasting it yourself. The workshop. Oh, cool. I got a little shout out for something coming up in two weeks here in Phoenix, uh, because it's in the uh, co-working space I work out of. It's called Startup Weekend. So it's kind of like a you know a, a hackathon, if you will, uh, 54 hours to build a startup. So tickets are the Phoenix available. Phoenix version. Phoenix version. Yep. You've seen, you've heard of them perhaps. So if you are, you know, listening and you're, uh, you know, a developer a designer or non-technical business uh, minded person, or even a student, uh, they're looking for developers, designers, product managers, enthusiasts, uh, just to come together. You share an idea, you form teams uh, over this weekend, build a product and launch a startup. So I would say it's $55. 
And even if you, if you're in the area and that interests you, um, there's mentor, there's mentors, there, coaches, Vincent, you're doing something there too, right? Allegedly. I, I'm, uh, mentoring on the marketing side for in some capacity i don't totally know what it means but i'll find out yeah my first time participating in in startup weekend uh, i'm psyched about it and startup week is coming soon in february that's yeah i mean so i know friends who in some friends in san francisco and at south by southwest they do hackathons there too who went into this they had some kind of a focus themselves individually Mm -hmm. went in found people that aligned with that that vision Joined a team and launched a startup. Oh, that's real. smart. That's smart. They had the idea already and they needed the help. Yeah. They needed the help. I, huh. I, see, I was, I was thinking that too on my side, but I'm already, I'm already going to be a mentor, so I'm not. But I was wondering if there were people that would go into it with kind of like, maybe here's what do, I want to do. Maybe you could do both. Yeah, we'll see. So this uh, could be a once in a lifetime <laughs> opportunity for you. Yeah. Uh, could be, truly. Yeah, uh, and really if can. not, uh, super memorable weekend to break into that startup scene. So, um, how much are the tickets? Fifty-five. Fifty-five for everybody. Uh, Thirty-five for a student, and if you want to show up on the demo day, which is probably a Sunday, it's twenty-five. Because um, that's just—is that to hear the pitches? I would imagine so. Yeah, if you search, probably. Uh, if you search, it's an event on Facebook. It's also an Eventbrite. So if you search uh, "startup weekend Phoenix." And it's on November seventeenth, the weekend of. Uh, you'll find it. Yeah, it's it's easy, and and don't get it confused with Phoenix Startup Week, which is not until like that's, said, all, February. that's a whole. That's different. Yeah, and there's even there's something there's something um, on that even weekend leading up to that. I think there's another similar event that's, but we'll we'll talk about that at that time. Arizona's popping, my friend. Well, it's the season. Now the the hot weather's gone, and so now everybody's flocking here. They're, like they're br- brilliant, big ideas. Let us build. <laughs> so, hey, you have another update. Well, no, we do. Speaking of building. Let's build something new. We're about to build something new tomorrow. Well, no, I'm not going to say tomorrow. We're recording this on Wednesday. Every every Thursday. But we drop the show on Thursday. Every, th- every Thursday at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. <laughs> You're 9 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. 6 p.m. Pacific. Just leave it at that. Uh, go ahead. Everyone, everyone else can figure figure out the other times. 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Every Thursday night on, on Twitter. Twitter. Podcast chat. Podcast chat. We teased this a little bit last week. We got a Twitter chat. Me and Adam were like, "What the f? Why not?" Hashtag podcast chat. Hashtag podcast chat so if you look up that hashtag on twitter there's some there's some tweets out there already that are talking about it a little bit um but really you know we're not going to go crazy talking about it right now just tune in um tonight jump on twitter when you listen to this uh if it's if it's uh before 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific on thursday then make a note put set an alert on your calendar on your phone if you like twitter chats there's going to be a bunch of people in this one, I know for a fact because all the people that we talk to all the time are like, "Oh, finally, yeah. chat about podcasts." Yeah, yeah. and it's going to include everything. So this first one, it's really uh, just well, they can't, can't give it away, man. Well, no, we can talk about the theme <laughs> of it. Here's here's why we're doing it. You know, here's here's what what we're expecting the show to be about. The show, the Twitter chat to be about here's some of the, the ways we're going to go about doing it. Cause each week of the month, every month we'll have a different, different approach, different theme. So week one is this week two is this every month, right? Um, for this one, first show, we're going to just intro the, the chat. Yep. And if you miss it, hashtag podcast chat on Twitter search, easy to find it. Yeah. This is, um, we've, we've been wanting to do a Twitter chat for a long time. I've been I've been wanting to do ha- specifically hashtag podcast chat for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like, all right, we're practitioners. Let's do and, it and follow uh, at hashtags pod, which is our our podcast Twitter account because that's where most of the, if not all of the the questions and the lead-ins and things will be coming from. 
me and Adam will tweet here and there, and other people will, of course, be participating. What, one of the things that, that we really want to set out to do is make it a true chat where people are talking with each other a lot. Right. Um, we're going to have one week a, a month where there's a guest, and the rest of the time, it is really going to be more of like, oh, hey, what do you do? Like answer, answering questions or discussing questions, discussing around the world questions. of podcasts. Yeah. So content, how do you, what shows do you like? Um, equipment, yep. um, what got you into po- anything and everything you can think of. So um, it's kicking off tonight, every Thursday, 9 Bam. p.m. Eastern. I'm excited. Man, so we just did a lot of uh, commercial stuff, kind of. <laughs> well, they we talking with, about. <laughs> well, we got a couple topics. We're going to talk about. Uh, oh, let's just talk about them. Let's, let's not, not even. Let's hash, just talk about them. Let's do another hashtag. Hashtag save Twitter. Hashtag save Twitter. This is all you, my friend. <laughs> it's not all me. Well, at least in the show me. notes. It's not all me though. It's, it's so recode. Uh, .net this week they had an article this past week about the headline was can Twitter's community fix Twitter here are your suggestions to save it and the hashtag save Twitter so essentially what they did was they put this question out on Twitter about um, what can what do you think as Twitter users can or should be done to quote unquote save Twitter for whatever reason, people think it needs saving. I mean, I get why people think that. I don't know if it's totally true. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But here's, here's what some of the people uh, on Twitter threw out there and I, and as I th- ideas. And I, think, and I think Amazon should just buy it and make it a prime perk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be interesting, especially since, well. Anyways. I, I think Google... I always, I always thought Google would be the best. Well, in some way, it's like Wikipedia. It's, it's a public. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it can be used for multiple reasons. But yeah, so. Well, so, okay. So suggestion number one came from a few people, and it was to offer a subscription version. So currently, interestingly enough, Medium. Yep. Does this? Uh, they have a free. And they have a small subscription model. It's five bucks a month uh, that gives you exclusive content and content earlier than everybody else can see it, along with um, even audio content. And it also that five dollars is divided up among writers. Right. There's a pay model for certain reward them. Yeah. Actually, for all writers, there's. There's some way that they have built where anybody that writes on Medium could potentially earn money based on yeah, you have to, I, results I, and things. When yeah. I wrote my last post, I, I investigated it. You have to submit to be in the program. Yep. But yeah, so anybody, you can get in there. So Yeah. So, they, so what people were suggesting was for Twitter to offer a subscription version. Um, some of the, the suggestions were that it was an invite-only paid tier where it also gives citations, additional formats, and additional promotion, um, might remove ads, um, and also give access to verified-only features, um, seeing tweets earlier than other people. So these are just suggestions from users that responded on this hashtag. So um, what do you think, Adam? I mean, a subscription version of Twitter, number one, would you pay for a subscription? Number two, what would be what would be the tipping point? What's the max that you would pay monthly? So what's interesting is there's services built on top of Twitter, like Nuzzle, and you can get a paid version of that. Um, but it doesn't give you like it does. It can't give you say early access to tweets. Yeah, I'm not sure I would want early access to tweets. I mean, that's the thing about breaking news. People go to Twitter for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would pay for noise reduction. If you know it, 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 there's so much noise. So if they could figure out a way, like like nuzzle features, if they could figure out a way to continue to hone the personalization for for me. Well, let me. So devil's advocate, you can technically do that yourself right now. Very manually. 
very manually, either through, well, there's two ways, right? There's, you can create your own lists right. that maybe you just go and you like, you put certain people on different lists and then you just follow that list or those lists. And then there's other things like a, like a managed flitter sure. or some of these other ones that you can go in and pretty, well, quicker than, than normal, you can unfollow people that like aren't following you back yeah, and through a third party tool. I, yep, I guess what I'm thinking tool. and even like uh tweet deck, the, the mm-hmm. company they bought, I was paying for that before they bought it. Hmm. Uh, they had a paid version of that app. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess what I'm saying is if there was paid, I would expect them to, I mean, a lot of these features that are out there have been out there for five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would expect them to up the ante like they have with medium uh, for a $5 paid tier that they really hone in that suite of products. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed. Um, What's the most you would pay per month? Well, I'm already paying like $10 a month for Buffer just to schedule tweets. Isn't right, right, right. So I'm saying for, but for for Twitter access, yeah. what is your, what's the most that you would pay? Would you pay $20 a month? So he's thinking about it. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So l- let me just, just will not answer the question. No. So I'm actually going to take my next, my next uh, <laughs> topic and just weave into this. Okay. So like last January, last July, they were testing a feature where you could pay $99 a month to have all your tweets featured as a business. Mm-hmm. So they just, it's rolling out in the wild outside of the U S and the UK to pay $99 to have your tweets featured well advert yeah it's it's advertising yeah so like promoted tweets as a brand i would have no problem paying that because it's a lot cheaper than paying right 10 bucks plus a tweet minimum but, but you yeah i don't Adam, know don't say i need i need an no, no, I'm, I'm gonna answer i'm just saying i i am i always start it with i don't know because i'm thinking because it's a public service well, you're thinking about it, so you wouldn't pay twenty. Would you pay five a month it had for to access to Twitter? No, yeah. not if anything. It's no, if it how it is right now. Oh. Would you pay five dollars a month for Twitter? Not as is right now. They would have okay. to. Um, I would do five or ten dollars a month if they did A, B, C, D. If they, if they, you know, cleaned up the spam. It seems like they've been fixing DMs over the last two years. Um, there's definitely some features they need to mm-hmm. put teams. Okay put teams on because um, I use Twitter every day. I love mm-hmm. Twitter. I've been using it from the beginning and I have really carefully curated who I follow. So it is a, a daily benefit for me. And see, um, I think, I think I'm probably more, even though I've had a Twitter account since 2009, my account, I mean, I've changed the username once or twice, but essentially it's just, it's the account. I, I think I'm more, because it feels like this is how people answer every time they're asked about Twitter. Like I created the account. I was like, what is this? Like went on a little bit at that time and then was off it for like two years. Okay. I got you. Yeah. And then was back on it, kind of moved back into it. And then the last four years, um, four or five years, it's been, yeah, a daily thing. And, and now, yeah, news wise, I mean, I as much as I love Snapchat, like Twitter, I still yeah, of course, stuff breaks. I like tonight, <laughs> Bill Simmons. I was getting out of the car. Bill Simmons tweeted, "Oh no," right, and like the last time anything like that he tweeted was when Gordon Hayward broke his ankle on opening night. So I was like, I wasn't watching the Celtics game, but when he, I know he there was a game and I know he's paying attention. So when he tweets that i'm like oh god so i go on and it, i didn't I didn't find anything really i think one of the players maybe like rolled his ankle or something hmm. so but I, the first thing i did was i went on there to find it and i kept refreshing the feed because that was the most immediate yeah. thing it's yeah it's not going to be on facebook right away yeah i, I saw as is no i would not pay for it but i was going to make the, the other comment is i have paid for LinkedIn pro tiers several times. Um, So either for networking or for finding a job, they have all these different paid (sighs) tiers for whatever you're looking to do. Right. You paid for the LinkedIn tier when you were looking for a job. And I paid for the LinkedIn tier before 
um, for a whole year. It was like three or four hundred dollars. Why? Uh, uh, well, a company paid for it for me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it was beneficial, and, and I made the mm-hmm. case of why it wasn't, and it genuinely was. Mm-hmm. But they built those services to prove the value. So that's my caveat. If if you keep it free, and you slowly start releasing a suite um, of these, I mean, there's whole companies built around on the the layer of Twitter. So right. I don't think that you're ever going to out like get rid of them. And I don't think Twitter ever should, but there's some people who would, would probably want everything all in one. So, well, so, so here's my other, we, we won't spend too much more time on this, but just to run through a couple things. Um, some of the other suggestions were more live video and mm-hmm. making it easier to find. I, I would agree with, with both of those um, ban ban bots and find better ways to report them. Uh, and they said, Recode said that this was the most popular response yeah. to fixing tweets. So what you said with dimming down the noise, um, it seems easy, right? I mean, identifying and blocking bots, they've done this, but they still, they still appear. I mean, you know, this like three years ago, four years ago, fake accounts, you could easily spot them. Mm-hmm. Bots are like real people. Well, and look, over the last year or two, yeah. if, if you are a Twitter user and you, you like take the time to click on a profile that's tweeting you know, a certain type of content, you would notice that, hey, these all look very similar, these accounts. Uh, well, and with- even, they even caught <laughs> Jack uh, at Twitter retweeted one of these fake accounts. To yeah. Work. So the, yeah, that, and that, sort of the president, and sort of, yeah, it's like it's, like yeah. pre inauguration, there was five hundred thousand bots. I have no idea how many <laughs> today. Well, and then someone else suggested about how about labeling them, the bot accounts. So that could even that sure that's even better because then you don't have to worry about constantly getting rid of them. It's like just identify which ones are are bots, and Twitter could do that. They could. They could do that. Um, the the biggest one, of course, was and my favorite, editing tweets. Editing tweets. People are dying to have the ability to edit tweets. Um, I, you know, what do you, what do you think? Are you for or against editing tweets? Because I know where I stand. So, I edit Facebook posts and Slack posts messages on a daily basis. I may, I make a small grammatical error or I'm like, ah, it's too much information. Just cut that out. Um, I, I, I see no, no issue at all to be able to edit the tweet. And it says just like everyone else edited, click on it. You can see the edits. I think it would be fascinating to see the edits of like famous people or the president or, you know, companies. Um, it adds transparency because if they delete it, you're not going to eat it. You know, it's archived, but you can't see it. Um, I, I think I understand practically why they don't do it because tweets are archived and tweets of like presidents and other people, they have to be accounted for. Yeah. Now they are. Yeah. But I'm all for the ability to edit a tweet. And I know some people said at least for 30 seconds, um, yeah, that's fine, I guess. I mean, it's a, that's a start. Uh, yeah. I don't think you, I mean, anybody that edits a message right now, you don't go back in time like months to go re-edit typically. Um, I, I edit- however, however, there's a lot of celebrities and politicians that should um, <laughs> because they, they keep getting brought up about things that they yeah. tweeted in the past. There's even, there's an account, I think it's called old, old athletes tweets or old sports tweets. And the account finds these old tweets by athletes. Yeah. And, it's like they find these topical ones that relate to like, like one, you know, is an NFL quarterback that's, he's been in the league for a couple of years now, but they went and found this tweet from like when he was in eighth grade or something. And it's just funny to see like, cause he's on like, he's on like this team, but he, on his tweet from seven years ago, he's rooting for like yeah. the team they're playing that night. <laughs> In, in real life, like now, real time. Yeah. So it's funny. It's funny to see that. Like if it's like Tom Brady, you know, and they're playing the Bills tonight, 
but they'll go back and find this old tweet where Tom Brady was not not specifically, but That's funny. go back and find that tweet. Um, I mean, I, edit- get, I get used, yeah. I get so used to editing in in a couple platforms, I get annoyed in text messaging because I want to edit there. So maybe that's the reason why, because originally Twitter started with texting. It was SMS. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I, the only way I would be in favor of it is if a couple things, the, the time limit thing, mm-hmm. I, I do, I think that would be, would have to be in place where you have like a minute after you tweet it out. Um, between that and then if you edit not just saying that it was edited, but also showing like Facebook, the previous edit, the, yeah. the previous version of it. And I think that would, that would get around all the, the archiving issues right. with like the president, all that stuff. Um, and but, that's what Facebook does. So you can, yeah. 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 I mean, you can do it. It's the thing is, I, I know what they're worried about. I mean, I well, I've, at least I've heard like the case for not doing it is, you know, if you have, you have people that are out there tweeting one thing and then they totally switch it up to be something not with that, mm-hmm. not in line with that, like totally the opposite. Like, like say it was something as extreme as like a racist comment where the original tweet was not, Race, like it was totally the opposite, right? Right, and then they change it to this. So it's the, like the time approach I, is a good approach. I mean, yeah, I like that, or or the transparency, like Wikipedia, or the you know, when you edit on, yeah, Facebook, so yeah, edit history. So, anyway, um, another one was, I saw uh, was uh, yeah, verify users, yeah, which I think is very interesting because there's a lot of other platforms you log into, like eBay, where you have to verify your identity. Pre- prove yourself i think that could be a way i'm not talking about the blue check no but what else would you do to i mean you already have to you put in your phone well you don't have to put in your phone number you don't uh there's there's things that like it's night it's good to put them in because they do verify like right it's better for safety checks to two-factor authentication and all that i think if there was something between the blue check mark and nothing so if the blue check mark was 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 uh left for like the celebrities, the people who are prone to um, satire or to be copied. Or just like it is now, like the public figures that if you get to a certain follower account, like you get, you can submit for it, yeah. you get approved, whatever, like public figures. And then the others, there's like a gray, like they do on Facebook. Like there's yeah. a gray check mark for businesses. Well, yeah, I just like the idea of like, you're verifying the identity the person is true. It could bots mm-hmm. get around that. I don't know. Um, but I think there's some ways to so many other platforms do this and they give you some sort of a badge. Um, right. So I like that idea. Well, uh, there's a moving bunch. on. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a bunch. A bunch. There's a bunch. And, and, and you know, if, if any of you out there that are listening have any ideas, definitely tweet us at hashtags pod at hashtags pod send us a tweet where again hashtags pod <laughs> speaking uh, of of tweets do, do you want to do you want to go over the 99 dollar thing again yeah i mentioned it and i'm just going to ask you like i'll just lay it out and ask you if you would pay for it so back in july um yeah so it was noticed that people were, were getting this test and actually it was uh, matt navarro from next web he said, oh, it looks like Twitter's testing a 99 per month ad subscription that auto-amplifies your tweets and your profile. Well, explain, explain what it is exactly. Like, So if I pay $99 and I'm on Twitter, I'm a business or I'm a person, whatever, Like, what, yeah. do I, what happens to my tweets? So I will show you here. Showing actually, me does me no good on a podcast. Use, <laughs> this is theater of the mind, my friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I've good. I've met some of the people that listen to this show. I, Yikes. Uh, so basically, basically, uh, yeah, there's a promote mode that shows up. So for just $99 a month, it automatically promotes your tweets to reach your, I don't know how they do this, your best audience and grow your followers. So more than likely they're using some, you know, text to promote keyword, whatever your 
whatever your tweets, they're going to match with the audience. Um, so if you do happen to have this, it will show up under your profile view. Um, uh, uh, right above Twitter ads, it'll say promote mode. And then the goal is to reach more people. It enables your personal brand or business. So it's for personal or business to be discovered by to be discovered by thousands of new people, amplify the tweets, and you just pay a flat monthly fee of $99 a month. And it promotes your profile. Uh, yes, tweets and profile are automatically promoted. And if you're, I'm gonna take this from a brand side. Um, typically I would promote tweets and target them for a minimum of $10. That'd be a good spend for me to get some, some traction. Mm-hmm. That's 10 tweets. So if you are a brand, this is really a no brainer. Um, I think, well, well, I, I go ahead. I'll continue, but I have something to add to I that hope, about it being I, a no brainer. I hope so. Um, if, uh, if enough, you know, influencers or whatnot get on this, I'm not sure how it would be abused or, um, should every tweet be promoted? That's a good question. I would say no. <laughs> right. Um, so what are your thoughts? What, what are your thoughts and would you pay for this yourself? Um, the thought I have on this is they make a point to say that, uh, you, you get a report card every other week that shows your additional reach followers and engagement. So the analytics, right? Yep. Unfortunately, the other headline that came out <laughs> within the last week or so about Twitter wah, wah, wah. <laughs> was that they've been reporting incorrectly for the last how many years? Well, they stopped at three years. They didn't right. go back beyond three years. Right. So uh, ten years, <laughs> right? The whole time, essentially, as long as third-party apps were using Twitter, they were counting the third-party app users, which was yeah. duplicating users by one to two million so again dropping the devil's advocate here if i am a decision maker in a company not not the the one that's like trying to convince but the actual decision maker in their company i'm going to look at that and then say you know is 99 dollars okay if we're a big enough company then 99 bucks let's let's try it and see what happens but i'm no matter what happens, I'm taking it all with more than just a grain of salt. Yeah, you have to. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, if it, if it helps grow the accounts in a viable and authentic, true way, yeah, great. You know, I, I wanna, I'd want to have a report of who the users were, that, who the new followers are that we got out of it. Like, the actual... I want to know who they are I, I, and I want to see the accounts that, that follow. I don't want it to be these accounts that have, they're following 500 accounts and they have 20 followers. Sure. Um, so I'll know, I would, I would want more clarification. So I'll clarify my no brainer comment. If you are, you have a mandate, if you're managing a brand and you have a mandate to promote every post, that's what I was saying. If you're paying $10 for 10 posts yeah. and you're doing, uh, yeah, again, I don't know if I'd want to promote everything. It's a no-brainer for the price. It's a no-brainer for the price because yeah. they're giving you. It's a hundred bucks. Is it a, per month? Per month. Per month. Okay. But, but again, which I agree, is nothing. I agree with you. This would be a good businesses. test. Um, now, if it's anything similar to the original Facebook boost, which just went blah, mm. it got better, obviously, for targeting. But if it's just like it seems like it's being matched by algorithm, and you may not have control, so I'd. You know, there's a lot of times you're, you'll do a post and you want to really control that and dial in that targeting. Right. So that's the other side of it because with the Twitter ads, I mean, I know, I, I know people have had success specifically targeting for specific purposes, like very specific purposes, like sure. people that, you know, they, they're bloggers and they target online publications so yeah. that the publications see their post like specific industry ones and yep. this doesn't help really i mean i don't think that they're targeting like that's what they would be doing it would be more along the lines of topical 
per se. If I had to guess, like we don't know, right? We don't we don't know what their criteria is. We don't know what their approach is with these with Twitter. Yeah. You know so I, for a brand, I would definitely test it. Now you're kind of swaying me the other way because I feel like this is somewhere in between like buying fake users. <laughs> it could like, be. And like being, buying placement yeah. in order to get you users. It could be. And that's why you do the test. I mean, for look, they, they also give you, um, they were at, the, at one point in the summer giving the first 30 days free. Sure. So, I mean, try it. Why not? It's... I don't think they're gonna throw just throw bots at as followers. Oh, I wasn't, you, yeah, you know? I wasn't saying fake user. No, like, I know you weren't. I know you weren't. I, I, I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Like yeah. For the influencer who wants to, you know, if that's important for them for vanity reasons to up their following count, and they're already spending hundreds for <clears throat> bots. Um, yeah. So I would say like one thing that we can come back and report on, without a doubt, somebody is going to drop the ninety nine dollars and give a full report on what it did for them. Mm-hmm. It may already be out there because it was since the summer. I just haven't, haven't seen it. I haven't seen anybody evaluate like if they did it, what would happen as a result. But it's it's interesting because it is basically a bot advertising um, your tweets, right? On that note, <laughs> <laughs> which can be bots. Bots get a bad rap, but bots. There's nothing wrong with bots. Like if they're used. For sure, in a certain way. Like there's good and bad uses. Oh, of course. I mean, and I'll I won't go too far down this rabbit hole, but yeah, I'm sure you're you're if you're on a Facebook page and you see someone's available now to chat. Well, sometimes some people set up bots on their Facebook pages or or, or Messenger, so bots can be used pretty dull and boring, and other ones can be used to answer you know ninety percent of the question or sixty percent of the questions that you would get answered with a representative. And then that way that representative can spend time answering higher level questions or I, you know, or you could use bots to place your order for concert tickets. There's all kinds of great, great uses. Um, and I, and I know, um, one, one friend, uh, it's chatbot nation. He's doing, uh, more, he's building like AI into the bot. So it mm-hmm. learns over time. So that's another thing we can talk about on another, another episode. Because I'm I'm seeing in a lot of our Facebook groups that we're in, lots of chat chat about bots, um, the good, bad, and the ugly, and I think a lot of people are selling really basic bots. Well, and they're making their own. Yeah, but still basic, very basic. Yeah, very oh, very basic. The ones that are, especially the people that are making their own, for the most part, it's they're trying them out because they heard like they heard people talk about them, present about them, or speak about them, and and what they can do and right. And there's just like everything else, there's a lot of nonsense. Because like my friend over at Chatbot Nation, I got to test it out. His one of his sample bots at Podcast Movement, it was specifically he built he built a character in Personas, and you didn't refer to it as a. It was funny and humorous, and you didn't refer to it as a bot. You referred to it as like a person, and he even builds in like neuroscience triggers in there, like what causes humans to do things. So, yeah, that's. Uh, those are the good bots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can you can use them for all different things. Like what the big thing that what what a lot of companies are being pitched, presented to to do is, in order to save time on the customer service side, you program these bots like on Facebook Messenger, um, to, be able to respond back to people with basic, questions, basic responses, which. This is nothing new, by the way, guys. This is, uh, if, you go, if you've been on a website, a company's website. Um, Little chat box. The chat, chat, chat box. Yeah, like that's been going on for years. It's just the new, the new thing is through Facebook and Facebook Messenger. So like your page, right. your brand page can have a, a messenger bot that doesn't have to be manned constantly and, and receiving notifications, like answering um, community management and all that. So... Or you can even put like a, you know, the Facebook Messenger QR code on your. Oh, jeez, yeah, everybody's using that. But, but this, <laughs> no, but this right here, I'm showing Vincent in the video here. Yep. When you scan that, it launches that that bot character. Nice. So you that's cool. That's fun. That flow. It's different. So well, we're uh, we're adding a new section to the podcast today. Yeah, this is going to be a regular thing, I think. Sweet. 
Tell me about it. Glassdoor review of the week. So if you're not familiar, Glassdoor, we've talked about it a little bit here on the show yeah. before. Glassdoor is a company review site. It's kind of like the Yelp of um, company of company reviews. Yeah. You go, former employees or I mean, it could be current employees too, I guess go on and leave anonymous reviews about companies on, on the site. Would you say that's the accurate description? Yeah, there's that. And then there's on the other side of things, there's uh, historical salary data um, benefits. So basically yeah, it really is like a four square Yelp, like mashup is like, but the fun part is the fun uh, part is the reviews. The reviews that people leave. Now, look, tongue in not tongue in cheek. Again, grain of salt. Yeah, um, for sure. The people that tend to leave reviews are the negative reviews, but that's where we get the benefit because it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> a lot of them are funny, and I just like I literally took less than a minute. I searched a particular company. We won't say who it is. Um, it's just one that I know of. Uh, in general and <laughs> like I know that there's people that have been unhappy with this company in the past. So I oh. figured it was a good chance to find And I'll it. add one more thing is you did, you did yeah. teach a, a social media class and you added uh, for HR professionals and you added in Glassdoor. I did. So one thing that, and if you're in social media, do social media for a company, sometimes Glassdoor um, lands under social, under marketing. Sometimes it lands on our HR. So that's one thing to consider. And especially if you're listening to this show to get the cutting edge, stake your claim now. Let me tell you something. If you're a social media manager, director, whatever level um, at a company, and you want to win brownie points with your HR department, recruiting department, um, let them know. Uh, how that you're going to help them or even manage the glass door page for the company because the companies can have pages. The companies do have pages. Well, you're man- you're already managing a LinkedIn account. So. Yeah. And it looks the, the, uh, the format of the page actually looks a little similar. It, like if you're going to compare it to any platform or the like actual social media platform, it does look like LinkedIn uh, somewhat like, um, so, so, but as the company, you can, and you can pay, of course, you know, part of the way that they monetize is allowing the company to pay for their page and then manage the page in certain ways. And it, it doesn't put it, put the negative reviews, you know, to the bottom or anything like that. You can you know, feature, feature a positive you, one. You can feature, you can feature yeah. whatever ones you want and you can, you can handle the page a little better. Now, you know, Yelp got in trouble for, some things along these lines back in the day. Um, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this goes. This is still relatively new. People are, are getting on here. But the page you're going to give us a, a review from is obviously not managed because you found that negative one right away. Ah, uh, well I found this. So they have filters and I found, I found this one based on um, filtering through for uh, older, older reviews. So this review is actually from 2008. Uh, but it's <laughs> the headline is could be worse, not much worse, but worse. <laughs> and this is from a current employee, right? Uh, the person does not recommend the company and disapproves of the CEO. Uh, he lists the pro- he or she, I don't know, I can't tell. Um, they list the pros of the company saying, as a large corporation, there is some security. Not much, but some. This is a dinosaur of a company that's big enough to exist for maybe another decade. Some benefits are still kind of decent. By the way, this is this is the pros section. Uh, <laughs> I, want, I want a party with you. It also takes a long time to make any decision. So if you want to work here and slack off, you'll have plenty of chance before anyone bothers to fire you. Pro. Oh my goodness, this is like the best Amazon review. <laughs> Cons, right? So these are the negatives about the company. Corporate think has infected every level of the company. Innovation comes in the form of buzzwords and executive pet projects instead of real ideas. 
hard work is never rewarded, but successfully playing office politics is. My supervisor is the most worthless person I've ever worked with. (laughs) (laughs) And then they give, there's a section for advice to management and it says, uh, this person wrote, when you need to make cuts, get rid of the fossils running the place first. Oh my goodness. Five people found this review helpful. <laughs> Click on those current employees. <laughs> yeah, this is, and they gave them a one star, obviously. Um, uh, and if there's any indication, the next one, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the headline uh, for the next one says, uh, a job ideal for the manic depressive. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I take it they're not so, winning the uh, best workplace award? <laughs> <laughs> well, they may. They may have. Well, I mean, look at that feedback for the for HR at least, if not, you know, branding and marketing. Um, if you're a recruiter, oh my goodness. How does that make your job easier? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so these are for this particular company, they're from almost ten years ago. Have things gotten better? Let's see. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, well, I'm looking for a newer one, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to find one, if I'll be able to find one that quickly. Oh, here we go, by date. Okay, you can sort by a couple different things. So by date. Let's see here. Oh, from today's the first, right? It is. The headline of this one is Mixture of Achievement and Apathy. Friendly coworkers, free swag, um, and then lack of leadership management cohesion. Uh, <laughs> ten years later, you know, ten years la- ten years later, you know, not much room for growth. Flexible I mean, with scheduling. I mean, but but those are either your company you're going to fix those internally, culture, yeah, changes, or you know what, like this last word serves a purpose. I used it extensively when I was searching in a couple other tools because, you know, I want a good fit. I don't, I don't, I don't want to slack off. And <laughs> Right. Now, having said all that, I mean, you could probably, there's probably a lot of companies, especially companies as big as this one is, yeah. which again, I'm not going to say it. These big companies, national companies that there's going to be a lot of, a lot of these types of reviews where it's like corporate think is bad, is like horrible and there's no room for advancement. And like, because it's, it's easier to leave negative than positive. Yeah. 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 But I mean, as far as on the site, there's a ton of other information. Um, the, the salaries, salary information is on there. Um, the in- interview information. And there's jobs to find. People can post jobs now. Jobs. Yeah. So uh, not this is not an ad for Glassdoor in any way. It's just um, we just. In fact, I'm going to try <laughs> to find an even better one for next week. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'm excited. Nice. So you have um, you have your, uh, we have our cool finds of the week, and Adam, you have the first one. Cool yeah, find yeah. of the week one number one for sure. Um, so I found a video on YouTube, and it's uh, Casey Neistat, and he is on a oh, Y Combinator. Uh, he's being interviewed about just live videos struggle for interestingness. So I thought this was interesting, this video. And also he gets honest about his um, CNN acquisition of Beam, which was can be controversial or not, or what happened to Beam. So um, it's about an hour. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes or you just um, yeah, look on YC's Y Combinator's uh, YouTube page, but mm-hmm. I thought it was, it was, it's interesting. Caught my attention. You know, the struggle live video is interesting. The struggle for interestingness because it's true because typically people aren't that interesting and they try too hard. And with live video, uh, as you and I both know, you can get a lot of burnout. So uh, definitely worth the time. If you, even if you want to like during your commute, listen to it, um, check it out. How much did you, you, maybe you didn't listen to the, the whole thing? I didn't get through it all. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow on the way to work. Uh, I got through enough. Um, Was there something that you, you remember? Uh, just how he really, um, since he still is working for CNN, him yep. getting honest about the acquisition. Yep. Um, 
I'll leave it for you guys to listen. Oh, come on. Well, why would we recommend if it wasn't worth your time? Well, there's an hour of video there. Was there, there was one, one thing that you, you remember. Um, they just, a lot of companies like Google or copying, like everyone wants to wear a personal camera. Oh, thinks Google, Google thinks everyone wants to wear a personal camera or an AI camera and they force this stuff on us and they just don't. Um, they're not really listening to where the market's going. Um, and I actually might even throw like, I'm going to devil's advocate. I might throw Snapchat spectacles in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Which of course, you know, all the news is about how the spectacles have failed and they have all these spectacles in a warehouse and we'll see. Yeah, for sure. We'll see I mean, but I mean, you could even go back to, um, what am I thinking of? What's the little, why am Class? I? No, what's the little, uh, dang it. Kodak. We don't even do any edits here. Uh, the little, no. little, little camera, uh, GoPro. Oh, uh, sure. But I mean, people, yeah. So niche, you know, has yeah. its backers, but isn't what I think a lot of people or investors. I mean, the focus of the interview is really about live video because live, live is going everywhere. We even talked about it on Twitter today. I mean, Twitter live feature or something. It's everywhere. And platforms are, are specifically giving it prominence, but they're forgetting about the talent and how it's, it's hard to be interesting, which yeah, which is like a funny video you shared to me with me today. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was people, good. People trying too hard to be interesting. I mean, that's one of many. Yeah. I found this real estate vlogger that is really like giving millennial vloggers a horrible, horrible name. Um, and, it, and I thought it was fake. <laughs> you confirmed it's not fake. It's real. I, it's real. He's got a lot of videos and they're and, real. And, and I they're... was thinking like everything in the video that should have been cut out and edited yeah. was left in. <laughs> so it's funny that you mentioned the fake videos because that's my cool find of the week. Cool. Um, is this company has been around for, it's been a, f- a few years. I remember the first video I ever saw from them was their take on an Apple event. Um, the company is called Vuza. And Adam, I don't know if you've, have you no. ever seen Vuza? Okay. Maybe if I've seen the video, but the name is. I bet, I'd be, I'd be shocked if you've never seen one of their videos and you just didn't maybe follow like the whole thing. But they do a lot of these videos that, um, it's funny because they're almost like a precursor to Silicon Valley on HBO. A video comic strip about the tech world. Yeah. The, the first video that I ever saw from them was making fun of the Apple event when they're, you know, they had a, it was like four guys. They were all wearing the mock black turtlenecks with jeans. And they're watching the Apple event on their computer. And they're standing there saying like, okay, come on, come on, new phone, new phone, new phone. Like, <laughs> like they're total fanboys. And then at the end, you know, they're, they're just kind of going through and, and, and going through with the, along with the event and making these funny comments and, but acting like fanboys. And, and then at the end, they're like, oh, wait, Oh, oh, there's got to be one more thing. He's coming back with one more thing. It's coming. He's coming back. It just, it's satire. And it's, I'm doing it. It's like, it's like when people try to explain Saturday Night Live skit, skits, right? And to you in person, I'm doing a horrible Funny. job. But no, uh, I'm looking at it. I see Apple fanboys, a next generation marketing. Apple watch, not suitable for work. <laughs> they do. I mean, they've done a lot of different like work video, like making fun of office life. But they have one uh, marketing podcast addict which i'm gonna need to watch now i haven't watched that one yet i remember one where there was a guy like they were they were talking about like business cards and making the making these business cards and uh it was just there's a lot of fun fun videos and they're actually they pay attention on on like twitter as well and really social they'll they'll they're smart about it like they'll respond and retweet stuff and so um in, in engaging but they're funny. So I would highly recommend, uh, I think the Twitter account is at Vuza. I think it's just at Vuza. Yeah. I'll look it up real quick. I'll, I'll link it up and I'm going to watch yeah. some videos after the show here. It's Vuza HQ. At Vuza HQ. V-O-O-Z-A HQ. But they're, they're good. They're really good. Funny stuff, my friend. Hey, that's the show. Right? <laughs> you're like, you're like, I'm looking for, I'm looking yeah. for confirmation. Mm. Yeah, man. See you later. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs>
but not all right well hey guys <laughs> check us uh on the twitter chat at hashtag well not at but hashtag podcast chat or at a hashtag pod i'm at adam lidecker at vincent orlek you can find us on twitter and uh tweet adam and congratulate him on his new new job yeah with coplex and, and the other thing is cool is i'm working out of a, a um co-garage oh I am working out, out of a warehouse, <laughs> a co-working space uh, called Galvanize, which they have a couple locations. So in that building, it's really energized, I would say, because there's a whole ton of other startups or entrepreneur type people who have, uh, like very similar to where you work. Um, different, but similar. <laughs> as far uh, as they, they have a different feel. We're gonna, we'll have to do a show about, about co-working I, for spaces. Sure. That, that, should, that would be a good one, I think, because I work out of Cahoots here in Phoenix which is Midtown and yeah. Adam is in downtown or really the, the warehouse district, which is the down, up and coming down downtown. Yeah. They don't, they call it the warehouse district. Yeah, for sure. They it's, don't like downtown. They don't like it being called downtown Phoenix. For it's, some bu- reason. it's below down. It's the underbelly of downtown. It's the warehouse district, Bubby. But yeah, let's do a show on that because I think before, yeah, I had very limited exposure to that. I mean, I've worked at startups and that kind of vibe and feel, but there's, this is certainly up and coming. There's lots of co-working spaces and there's some tangible benefits to. For better or worse, there's a lot of co-working spaces opening. Yeah. There's some good ones that have opened. They're popping up, especially here in Phoenix. Um, there's some, eh. But there's more benefits <laughs> than just renting a desk. Yeah. Or versus, you know, going in. Depen- yes. Depending on the place you go to, I would say still. We'll just keep it at that. Yeah. Galvanize is no, I I'm definitely a, f- a fan of Galvanize. I'm a fan of Cahoots and some of the others, but not all. For sure. Hey, that's the show. Appreciate you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. And we'll see you tonight on podcast chat. Thanks, Vincent. <laughs>